Welcome to Straight from the Muzzle, folks, where we are anything but straight. My name is Space. And I'm Bean. And we welcome you to our show, which is about what today? Today we're going to be talking about um, original species in the fandom. And what is an original species? Oh, man. Uh, The definition for original species is kind of, um, I'd say touchy? Controversial, maybe? Controversial would be a Controversial. good one. Controversial. So I, I pulled a definition from somebody off of DeviantArt just for us to start with. And the user is Karjin S. Basement. Uh, and they said that a original species is a species that has been created and does not exist in reality. It differs from a chimera who is simply a sum of different parts because the original species is unique in either looks or lore or its background. And by chimera, they mean like a hybrid, for example, like oh, a, a fusky, a fox husky, or, you know, whatever, things like that. Like a, like an airplane, <laughs> like an airplane whale or airplane shark. God. <laughs> I still don't understand those. We got to make a show about them things. We really do, because I just feel like we need to. And I bet, I bet you anything, Deer Dog would just go wild over the cover art for that. Oh my god, yes. Ah, oh, that would just be the best. Um <clears throat> but okay, so like hybrids though. So here's the controversy. Hybrids are kind of these creations that we've merged together to create our own species of our persona. So how is that different from an original species? So a a hybrid and original species are different because a hybrid is usually two to three animals that are merged together. Of course, the artist controls what parts of what animal goes where, but every aspect of that creation comes from an animal that exists in real life. And when you look at a hybrid, you can tell, oh, this part comes from a dog. This part comes from a dragon. This part comes from a bird. You know, like you can pick out that it's a hybrid. Whereas an original species holds on its own as if, it's an animal that is its own thing. You can't pinpoint its inspirations at all. Um, it could be inspired by real animals, but you can't, you can look at it and you're just like, what is it? You know, it's not super clear on where its inspirations came from. It should look as if it lives on its own, either on earth or some other planet. Uh, So that's the difference between them. And the primary reason why these have to be separate is if somebody creates, let's say, let's say somebody creates a, okay, I, my persona, Rory, is a Uh parrot dog. So what if I just start drawing parrot dog hybrids and I start calling them an original species? So Mm, let's say I do that, but then other people who already have parrot dog personas or parrot dog looking characters, they'll be like, I can't point at them and be like, that's my species because it's it's a hybrid of two existing animals. And it already exists in general. Mm-hmm. You can't copyright an animal that naturally occurs. However, something like, I don't know, I don't watch Star Wars a lot, so I don't know the names of any of the aliens there. But there are obviously some creatures in Star Wars, like whatever Yoda is, for an example. You don't look at Yoda and you're like, that's a turtle rabbit. No, he doesn't have any like. <laughs> he, he's his I'm own kidding. thing. It's like the scrotum wrinkles. Just kidding. That's so <laughs> gross. 
you right. <clears throat> but you oh look at that and you're like, it's not a hybrid. It's its own thing. That is an original species. So if somebody started claiming like dog sharks as an original species, everybody who already has a fluffy shark character would start being like, no, I've had this way before, you know, this is a hybrid. So that's right. the reason why they're different. You can't copyright an existing animal, even if you mix it with other animals. It's just, it has to be unique enough to stand on its own as its own creature, not as a creature made from other creatures. And I guess that would take a little bit more time. I would almost be like creating an original species would take a lot of exploring to see what's out there to make sure it doesn't already exist so that you can create it and call it your own. Yes. Creating an original species is pretty difficult. I know some people be like, it's easy. I've done it. Yeah. It just depends on the artist. But if you want to get, you know, knee deep into the lore and maybe the planet that they're on, even if it's earth, um, the background behind them, why they look the way they do. It's really difficult to make an original species because if you want to make a hybrid, you don't need to explain anything. You're like, this is a hybrid between this animal and this animal. And people will be like, oh, okay. But if you're like, this is my original character and I don't know, an impling. I just made that shit up. Uh, people are going to be like, well, what is, what is that? What do you mean? You have to explain it. These it's true. Though. So like, if I were to create like an original species of my character, which is just, space the polar bear i would have to be able to prove that it is different looking and it has clearly something that's not even bear like like if i were to like spread my like my paw i would have to reconstruct the paw to make it look different but also something that maybe someone else hasn't created Mm -hmm. and i'd have to do that not just for the paw but for everything looks it's kind of like um Oh, this would be like a perfect example. Um, has anyone played Saints Row? <laughs> it's just like it's like Grand Theft Auto, but on a more comedic value. But at the beginning, if anyone knows where I'm going with this, at the beginning you can create your you get like a male and a female, and it gives you these options to break down even to like the most minute of details to recreate something that doesn't necessarily exist. You can take a regular looking mannequin. And literally turn it into the Hulk, like legit with the most defining looking features that really no one else can pinpoint. Um, But it's all 100% yours. So that can kind of like be a a good example of building one. But then you have the backstory and you have to go with what they are and how they're not like what you're saying that they aren't like. It seems to be, it is like, it, it would cause, it is just, we'll just say a lot of work. Yeah. Yeah. And if you, and if you already have like a hybrid that you've been calling an original species and you just realize like, oh shit, I guess it's not an original species. What do I do? You can still take your hybrid and alter it and turn it into an original species. If you chip away at it and make it, you know, your own thing. Um, and even if you, if you feel like it has to look 100% original, you can never make something that doesn't have some aspect of something else that already exists. With art in general, everything has already been done before, even if it's been done in a you know subtly different way. For example, almost all of the popular original species in the furry fandom, almost all of them have the same 
face to them, which is fluffy, long ears, dragon-ish, long tail. So angel dragons have that kind of base. Circles have that kind of base. Manokits have that kind of base. Uh, but they still hold their own ground as separate. So you don't have to be scared to make something that's never been seen before. You can still make an original species with inspirations from other things. You just have to make sure it's not purely just a hybrid. Think of it like a Pokemon. Pokemon are all original species. They are, yeah. They're kind of based off of real existing things, but they're not traceable to those things. They're just, they're kind of like inspirations of them almost. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, if you really want to, you can (laughs) create an original species based off of an original species. Actually, (laughs) could that be possible? Yeah. Could Oh, that'd be crazy. Imagine taking (laughs) two original species or three and then hybriding them together. Oh my god, I would just like to see that just in general. I think that would be in its own category. Because I don't, you, it's not just a hybrid, it's a hybrid of three original species. That would be crazy looking. Oh my gosh, I know, and it would be scary as fuck. But let's go into, um, Open and closed species, because you might see this quite often if you're searching for it on Fur Affinity or DeviantArt or even possibly Weasel, which no one uses anymore. So Twitter. (laughs) Twitter. (laughs) Twitter. You know what? Okay, I just want to say this on a side note. Although Fur Affinity looks amazing, it's too late. You guys waited so long to make an update to this site. It, yeah, I'll log in every now and then just to go into my gallery to save something. And I'm like, man, this website looks good. And then I close it and never use it again. <laughs> exactly. Like, it's not the first thing I think of. It used to be, but now it's not. I go to Twitter to see what everyone's doing because that's mm-hmm. like, it's instant. It's real time. For if any, man, you guys lost your touch. Huh. But it does look good, though. I, I do like that. Um, anyways, back to the topic. So you can't talk about... Uh, original species without talking about open species and closed species. Uh, These are essential to what, you know, how original species worked as a whole. So an open species is when a creator will make, you know, their species and they will allow anyone to create one. They'll have rules most likely that will be applied to the species when you make them uh, so that the, whoever, you know, decides to make one at least follows the rules. So it's still, resembles the species right but anyone can make one without permission uh so for example uh, angel dragons those are an open species anybody can make an angel dragon you don't have to contact uh eno to get permission you can just make one but Mm. there are rules you have to follow i think they have a website i think an old rule i don't know if it's still implemented but one rule used to be that um, you couldn't have a ring around the muzzle because only Telephone was allowed to have that because she was, you know, the first original angel dragon. Um, or you can't have genitals on them. You can also name them um, anything yeah. that has to do with like an electronic. Yeah, that's also a special so telephone only thing. We actually, and I'm so happy that we still claim the rights to it. We also... Have, we're given the ability to name one of our past mascots broadcast. Mm-hmm. So we were be able we were exempt from the rule on behalf of the creator who designed it for us. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. 
that was like really <laughs> You'll never get that. No, I'm just, I don't know. Maybe you will. You never know. On the opposite end of the spectrum is a close species. And that's when a creator will make their original species, but they do not allow people to create them without either explicit permission or if somebody gets special access to the species, whether that be they buy like an adoptable from the original artist or um, or if they're like a close friend of the artist and get special permission, things like that. So a closed species is, you know, as it sounds, you're closed off. You can't just make one without permission from the artist. Right. And if you do and you think you're being, you know, sneaky about it, trust me, someone will say something and then all hell will become like just raining yeah. down on you. Just don't. <laughs> yeah. And like open species, you know, they're, they're a really popular choice. Um, and I can see why. But people who have closed species get a lot of lip from the fandom. Like, I remember seeing some drama like a couple months ago that was about closed species where somebody was like, people who make closed species take away creativity from the fandom and don't allow it to spread. And it's like, but if they create something, they have the, uh, the right. They have the right to say, no, this is mine. I don't want anybody else to have one. Like, I get that. Um, cause then it takes away the ability of it being special. Yeah. And like, you never know what that artist may be using them for. Like, for example, if somebody who worked on I'm comics gonna, or games, yeah, comics or games, like what, what is, what's it called? A Lombax or something like that from Ratchet and Clank, whatever it's, I think it's Lombax, whatever that thing is. Imagine if you're the creator of that game. And you made the Lombax an open species before the game was released. And now a shit ton of furries have them. And then you make your game and people were like, oh, someone made a game based off of this furry thing. Like it would completely mess up the system of it. It'd be, it would be pointless. Now that the game is released, people can have fan characters because it's become a popular piece of media. And at that point, you can't stop people. But people also know that that is a copyrighted species and they know where it came from. So like... You, that that's another thing or for me for example i have a closed species and they're called sclavs and they're closed for me i don't allow other people to make them because i'm writing a book using them and if furries started making them then the story would be altered in a way that i wouldn't want to have it altered especially since furries have a hard time creating things under more realistic standards for example, like um, in the Sclav species, it's all naturalistic colors. Um, they have to wear clothes because that's their society. Think there's a lot of rules that apply to like the culture from where, what you know, region they come from on their planet, uh, the colors of fur, how tall and muscular they are, depending on what environment they're in. And furries don't like to go that hard into rules. They want to make a neon green and black colored creature with two different colored eyes, no matter what it is. So people will close their species for a multitude of reasons. So I don't understand why so many people get angry. Like if you want to get mad at somebody for creating closed species, make your own damn species. Like I think fuck? it's I think it's mostly jealousy. Maybe yeah. What it is because they they were able to create something <laughs> that this person couldn't, and now they don't have the ability to get artwork of it done. Now this is frowned upon. But no one can stop you from commissioning art 
of a closed species if that artist doesn't know anything about it. Yeah. Do I recommend it? Hell no. Well, no one can stop you from stealing shit from Walmart if no one sees you. Same concept. <laughs> it's true. That's <laughs> that's very true. So. Like, <laughs> I kind no of copy, no stoppy. You know, like it's still wrong, but think... <laughs> the record. But I think we've all stolen from Walmart at one point in time, and we all know we got away with it. If it's a chain, it's free reign. Hey, hey. <laughs> but like, what if? What are the rules, though, if if you see a closed species and you like what you see, but you want to alter it in a way that could technically make it its own original species? That's taking that... inspiration, and it depends on how far you go, because I've seen people make their own original species that, again, follow that kind of stereotypical original species design where it's long ears, long tail, fluffy dragon thing. Mm -hmm. I've seen people take that and alter it to make their own species, and it's obviously inspired by, like, a mano kit or an angel dragon, but it becomes its own thing. Like, I saw one really cool one on TikTok um, the other day. I forget what they were called, but it was basically, like, a ball python or any kind of snake running through the body of, like, an angel dragon-shaped animal. So like it was a so the head was a snake and then some fur started down the neck and then the tail was a, the snake's body coming out of the spinal area but then it also had like digigrade legs and arms so it was like a snake beast thing and it was really cool um, but you could definitely see where inspirations came from with other species in the furry fandom but it was still its own thing. Who's that? Um... <laughs> oh my god! Oh oh okay. Could technically. From X-Men, could Mystique be an original species? Do you know who she is? She's the she's the blue one that can literally change into anyone that she sees. But ultimately she's blue and she has scales all over oh, her face yeah. and everything. Yep. So could you create a a character in the fandom of something like that and consider that to be an original species without people saying, well, you're just copying other people? You because can. it have the ability to change. It ha it just has to have some base design to it that's unique enough to hold its own, even though it's a shapeshifter. Because usually shapeshifters will still have like a base form that they automatically go to when they're not shapeshifting. Okay. All right. So let's talk about the pros and cons. Oh wait, wait. Did we already go over close species? Um, yeah, we did. We're good to okay. go on to pros and cons. Let's talk about the pros and cons of open and closed species. And you're more or less the expert on this, so I'll let you take control here. Okay, so there's pros and cons to both, definitely. Um, let's talk about open species first. Uh, I think overall, having an open species is a more lighthearted experience. You don't... like. You get to share your creation with others and you can make friends that way. Uh, you can see your species being interpreted by many different artists, which is just fun on its own. Like, it's not your character and you're not paying for commissions or anything, but you can still see other people's characters of your species and how other artists would draw them. Uh, and you can gain a following from your species a lot easier this way because it is just that more of a, I would say... A cult following? <laughs> a cult following? I was going to say, it's just, you get to, 
make more connections, I guess, because more people are able to make them. But yeah, you can get a cult following too. I remember for a while there, they're not like this really as much anymore, but when they were first made, angel dragons were, had like a following that were so snippy that if you made an angel dragon, even if it followed the rules completely, most likely you would get at least one or two comments trying to say that you broke a rule somehow. <laughs> no, they're still like that. <laughs> like that? Oh my goodness. Unfortunately. <laughs> so, okay. For those who aren't familiar, if you ever go into the Dutch angel dragon species, there's dedicated forums, groups, telegram chats, everything. And each and every single one of those have admins that were appointed by telephone themselves. So there are these people and they are everywhere. They are literally like... um Imagine Sonic fans on steroids. Oh my god. So they're just and so they're really good people. Like I've met I've like talked with them and stuff, but they're so passionate that it comes off as like you're breaking a rule or yeah. this is what you're doing. I don't appreciate this. Like no joke. I posted something on our for affinity and it was already like approved by um by telephone. But she drew the picture. She drew the picture. <laughs> she and designed them. Someone from their like forum came over. And they're like, you can't have this. You're not allowed to have this. And then on top of that, they sent me a message, a strongly worded message. No joke. I So I'm like, what the hell? So um, I I went to tell them. I'm like, so I'm being attacked by your, your, your people. <laughs> can, you just, can you find out what happened here? And then no joke. Within the hour, someone said, I'm so sorry. I, I misunderstood. Uh, just disregard everything I said. And I'm like, I don't want to ever create Dungeons and Dragons. Or just, <laughs> looks, looks at Eno. I'm, Thanks, Mom. I'm like, I'm, gl- I'm glad that I have, like, I'm glad we have, like, a mascot. But damn. <laughs> it's just someone just had a power trip moment and they had no problem pointing it out. It, it, it was just ridiculous. So if you go down that road, just know that there are people like that. They don't, they're just kind of like that because they're passionate. Don't take it to heart. But yeah, just be aware that there are people like that for these types of original species. And I was actually going to go into that with the cons for open species. Oh, sweet. Uh, So like, well, to start off, not with the cons, not everybody will follow the rules. So if you're, if your species is super important to you or they have a story that's really important and then you get a lot of people not following an important rule you're kind of at their mercy because you made it an open species. Uh, The best you could do is ask them to stop or to correct it, but you can't physically make them. (laughs) You're not going to grab them by their scruff of their collar and, you know, give me your lunch money. if (laughs) (laughs) I could just imagine. And if, if your species becomes popular enough, it will become unmanageable. So like you said, Eno, for example, with Angel Dragons, she has to have admins helping her because it's too big for her to do on her own. She has fursuit commissions to worry about and other art commissions and her own life. So you can't manage a species after a certain point when it gets too big. Because of this, you lose some control over your species and you're at the mercy to the followers that are invested in it. I think, and I don't fact check me on this because this might be wrong or like I might have misheard, but I'm pretty sure Dutch angel dragons are a closed species while angel dragons are an open species because it got so unruly and out of hand and too large for Eno to handle 
people were still breaking rules and not following with the heart of what the Dutch Angel Dragons were supposed to be. Like, they weren't Mm -hmm. drawing them horse-like enough. Like, they were too... Like, they just didn't look exactly like how they should. And so she made two different versions. Dutch Angel Dragons, which are a closed species for her, and then Angel Dragons, which is just for everybody else. Why did you send me that sticker? (laughs) (laughs) I'm just waiting for you to open it up. I was, <laughs> almost, you guys don't know this because we pickled. Um, but like, I was telling Bean that I had to reset my phone because the vibrator died on it, so it doesn't like vibrate when messages come in. The way I say it, though, there's just no good way to go around it. My vibrator died. Okay, there you go. I was about um, to say, I wish I could just reset my vibrator when it died. Oh, man, that would be cool. But like. It was annoying. So the, I'm like, oh, maybe a factory reset will work because I saw those on forums. So I went and did that and it wiped all of my stickers off of Telegram. And so now I got to like resend myself saved messages, even though on my desktop, I have all the stickers, but on my phone, they're missing. So I got to like resend and I found one called Boobly Eyes. <laughs> Boobly Eyes. And they're just, they're just pictures with boobs but you don't really see the boobs because there's little googly eyes over them (laughs) yes it's beautiful (laughs) anything i can do to distract being i do it jesus (laughs) anyways um what about uh let's go on to the wait did you already go over pros and cons for open species now we're going to move on to closed okay so the pros to having a closed species is that you have absolute full control over your species and because of that you have no room for misinterpretation or for rule breaking they remain more rare in the community as well because of this because only you and the select few people that you trust are allowed to make them and because of this they'll probably stay you know because they're rare they might also stay more unique that could be arguable but uh, they're definitely more rare in the fandom because of that which can be seen as quote-unquote special Uh, You can also get money if you have a closed species that is popular by selling design slots, which is when you'll have an auction for, you know, someone who wants a species that you own, um, but they can't make it on their own. So they'll pay you to design one with their help to lead you on how they want it to look. Or you can sell adoptables, which are, of course, pre-drawn out uh, pictures of your closed species. So this will give you a chance to share your species and for other people to own them without them being able to break any rules to the designs because you're the one who is still designing them, even though you're selling them. So, I mean, not too bad. There, There's there's good, like with everything in the world, it's a double-edged sword. So there's good and there's bad. You just have to decide what you want to do. Mm-hmm. And that leads to the, the cons, which if, if it's closed, you don't have that many people to share with uh it's harder to gain a following for the species because people can't freely make them and spread them around Uh, and a lot of people like we were talking about earlier will accuse you for being selfish for not sharing your species or may call you greedy if you try to make money off of your species so stupid yeah but that's the pros and cons that i could think of i say get over it (laughs) yeah for real fudge faces god you're just jealous because you don't have the artistic skill to do it oh did i hit someone's heartstring where is that what it is it's heartstring no you hurt somebody's feelies yeah feelies did i hurt someone's feelies someone's gonna come to the comments and be like fuck you <laughs> get over it 
life sucks and you know it. I'm just kidding. Life does suck, but it doesn't suck all the time. Um, <laughs> it's like hard, for, for people who are angry about that. Advice from space. Oh my god. <laughs> I just want to branch off one more time about this for people who are mad about you know not being able to make a species because an artist has closed it. Mm-hmm. Think about, for example, we were talking about how Pokemon are kind of like a closed species. People will make Pokemon personas, but but it's still, even though it's your persona or your character, Nintendo still owns some aspect of it. So it's not really fully yours. And it's a lot harder to get a fursuit made of a character that is a closed species like that because fursuit makers don't want to get sued. (laughs) So it's like, it's... It's not just with furries. It's with real life applications as well. Um, with that being said, are there any tips that you would you know, recommend if you were going to create an original species? Definitely. And uh, again, I've created an original species for a book I'm writing, <clears throat> which might be a future webcomic uh, partner between my fiance and I. But f- some tips for creating an original species Uh, Let's start with design aspects, because that's what everybody starts with. Um, To make an original species, you should probably take inspiration from more than just animal hybrids. Uh, For example, you can look to nature, technology, you know, sci-fi, mythology, fantasy, anything like that. So you may really like two or three animals and want to combine them, but... Again, that's just a hybrid. You have to go further into it. Think about what environment they're in. Are they in the mountains? Are they aquatic? Alter how they look based off of where they live. Um, Do they live in a technological sci-fi universe? Change them up that way, kind of like the protogens. Are they based off of mythology, lore with fantasy in it? Change it up. Don't just think about the animals you want it to resemble. Think about where it, you know comes from and all of that and combine it there's also some lore so make them more than just a design when you get done designing them why are their bodies shaped the way they are does their design have some kind of function like animals that exist on earth for example beavers they have a flat tail helps them paddle sharks have multiple rows of teeth because they use them and they fall out and they need more Why does your species look the way they do? Is there a reason? Uh, How does their environment affect their design, basically? Be creative with it. Create something new. Something that sparks joy in others in a way that they didn't really think. You're not just creating a species. What if you create, like, the species that is on their own home world? Imagine what you can create. You can literally create anything. And, and like an example with that, again, I want to fall back on my own species because that's what I know the most about. Um, if you're going to have lore with it, if it's not just a species you're making for funsies just to have them, if you're making a story or a comic or anything like that, you have to have a lot of lore with it to affect why the characters look the way they do. Uh, for example, with the Sclavs, the the world they live in has you know different regions just like how earth would has you know islands it has mountains it has snow it has deserts all of that kind of stuff for example the sclavs that live on the islands 
their tails are longer and they get flat at the end and they can use them to help steer their boats. Uh, uh, the ones that live in the mountains, the females are a lot larger than the males. They have tusks uh, and their ears are shorter and their limbs are shorter despite their big boobs. size because they have to stay warm. And animals that live in cold climates have shorter limbs and shorter ears because it keeps them warm. The sclavs that live in the desert area have long spindly limbs because and long ears that help keep them cool. Like, why does your animal, why does your species look the way it does? Um, if you have an original species that has its own planet like mine does... You can have different races of them, which is basically what the Sclavs have. Uh, depending on what part of the world they live on, do they look different? So an, a, a real world example of that would be an Arctic fox compared to a fox in a more arid, dry area. Arctic foxes are short and fluffy and have tiny ears and short arms, while foxes that live in desert areas have longer arms, huge ears, fennec foxes, for example. Another thing to consider with an original species is whether you want them to be like humanoid and intelligent, or if you want them to be more animalistic and feral, <clears throat> which is just another thing to consider because I usually see anthropomorphic original species in the furry fandom because that's just what we're all about. But you can make feral creatures too. Um, I think, well, you don't know this because I haven't actually applied this yet to space as he's gone through his like evolution. So yeah, he's like a Pokemon. He basically evolves. <laughs> um, he's in his final evolution, but in one of his, uh, his original, like, I wouldn't say he's an original species, but with his original character, um, he was created by humans and they spliced together bear and human DNA and this was during a time where technology was at its top best. And then they used that to create, like, I guess you could say they were interstellar agents that could warp in and out of homeworlds and different areas. Yeah. And they had very specific ways about them. It was a, it's such a cool story, um, which we'll talk about another time on another episode. <laughs> But it, it it's kind of neat. I got to create something that was unique to him and only him. Like all of his weapons and his gadgets only work if he's using them. If you take the gadget off and you try to use it yourself, it won't work. It'll just be like a, like an antique piece that you would see at a store. It just doesn't do anything. So everything was genetically like spawned to him. Everything was him 100%. And nothing else. could You couldn't tweak it to be used on anyone else. It was just him self and that's kind of like what i liked about it that's awesome but he's he's not an original species though i should make him though that would be kind of cool because you can you can have a or persona with an interesting backstory and in a universe that isn't earth but still be based off of earth animals and it still be you know its own story for example zootopia is definitely not like on earth oh, uh hell no but it's still its own story, even though the animals aren't original species. I would say the background of space is an original creation. Like original story. Yeah, it's an original story and it's an original like origin. But himself is not an or like an original character. He's based off of other things that I kind of spliced together. It's kind of like how a lot of um, sci-fi movies have humans, 
but they still have stories that are completely unique. Oh yeah. Um. So yeah, and, and going into that real quick, uh, we will have an episode coming out, which is original. What is it? Um. Um. Backstories. You always have to know, but it was called something cool. Dang it! <laughs> I don't know. Pull it up. Uh, give me a second here. I'm not editing this out. I just need to go and find it. You just gots to know. I gots to find it, y'all. It is, oh, origin stories. That's right. It's supposed to be like a Marvel thing. Um, but it's it's talking about the origin of your character, especially if it's an original character. Oh, God, please share that with us. I want to know, and I want to share it with everyone else to hear about it, because then they get to hear about your species and your original story behind it. So that was our show for today. This was a really fun one to talk about. I'm super into, you know, what kind of original species that people in the fandom make. If you have your own, uh, whether you've had it for a while or you decided to make an original species because you listened to the show today, feel free to show us and talk about it through our email. Uh, You can email us at talktothemuzzle at gmail.com. Send us some pictures. We would love to see. And maybe at some point we could do like, I don't know, a visual show where we look at a bunch of original species that people will send in. Um, or, you know, you can also tweet us too. We're on Twitter. Mm-hmm. We still, and I've, I need to set my notifications so I get them when they do come through. But we do see them. We do read them. We love seeing it. The more that we can share, the better. It's just fun hearing from you guys. What is our Twitter at? That is a really good question. <laughs> <laughs> we just well, made it not too long. I guess we're like, um, um. <laughs> pull it up here real quick um it's because it's not just at straight from the muzzle it had to be something shorter than that it was oh it's like long it's twitter.com slash from the muzzle from the muzzle so it's at from the muzzle muzzle. yep yeah so feel free to tweet us as well that's a lot more accessible than email (laughs) speak of the devil i so literally the first tweet that opens up is eno <laughs> and she just finished up a new Dutch Angel Dragon. Oh, it's so cute looking. Oh, I'm gonna go look. I want to call him Candy Corn. I remember seeing recently a Angel Dragon that was like a rooster. I think. Oh, that's kind of cool. It was rooster inspired. That's, that's always sweet. fun. I want to see that. I oh, it's cute. Did you look at it? Yeah, you it's went very into. cute. Yeah, it's really cute. So, yeah, send us. Wow, that is not what I was expecting to see on my Twitter feed. I need to unfollow a few people. <laughs> um, it's not safe for work. I'll just, I'll just say that. Really? Um, send it to us. Maybe we'll do something over over like an actual show where we'll go in there and we'll take a look. Or maybe we'll do a visual show and we'll go in there and, I guess, take a look. Um I kind of feel stupid saying that twice. (laughs) Telegram. We got a telegram as well. Yes, Um, that's right. Chat is always available in the description, but you can always find me at Jedi Knight Space. And I don't know where they can find you. (laughs) If they want to. (laughs) Don't find her. You can find her through chat. (laughs) Like, uh, the only... I don't say that because I don't want to be accessible. I just use my telegram to talk to my fursuit customers. So if I get too much chatter from, like, fans and stuff, they'll get lost. Ah, okay. Yes. So don't find her, but find her. That business, baby. You could talk to me through the um straight from the muscle chat. 
And that's the end of our show for tonight. We really appreciate y'all stopping by and listening in and spending some time with us. And we will see you again next week. Ta-da! Wait, I don't know why I did that. Bye! (laughs) Bye!